wanted to come up with a liquid treat for the dogs that we could call a beer and that would include an ingredient that actually related to beer in some way. I'm Phil Hatterman, and this is Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Today, Crystal Wiebe tells us about Beer Paws, a lifestyle brand for dog lovers. If you're new to this podcast, in each episode, we explore the world of dog care and companionship. We save each other is the motto of Rosie Fund, which simply means the more we do for dogs, the more they do for us, and they already do a lot. If you love dogs, you'll love Dog Words. We welcome your comments, questions, and suggestions. Go to the podcast page at rosiefund.org to share your thoughts. The only way we know what topics and guests you like is if you tell us. Then we'll try to deliver more of that. Please download, subscribe, rate, and, most importantly, share dog words. Please follow Rosie Fund on social media, especially the free Rosie Fund YouTube channel that offers great videos of Rosie, Peaches, and Shelter Dogs, including some exclusive content. October is Adopt a Shelter Dog Month. At Rosie Fund, we encourage you to make a difference in a shelter dog's life. You can do just that by purchasing one of our We Save Each Other t-shirts at bonfire.com. Use the link in this episode's description. All proceeds go towards supporting our mission of helping senior and harder-to-adopt dogs have a better life. We are grateful to alternative string duo The Wires for allowing us to share their wonderful music with you on each episode of Dog Words. Like many musicians, they are finding creative ways to reach their audience. Their underground virtual concert series features performances and storytelling from mysterious and historical sites around Kansas City. Purchase a single concert for $15 or buy the series ticket for $60 and receive a digital download of their holiday album. Trust me, that's a tremendous value and you'll be supporting local musicians. Learn more at the link in this episode's description. The mission of Rosie Fund is to provide humans with the resources and education they need to help give senior and harder to adopt dogs a better life. We thank you for joining our mission. Today on Dog Words, we welcome Crystal Wiebe, founder of Beer Paws, to the show. Welcome, Crystal. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here today. We have so much to talk about with Beer Paws and what a success story it's been. But before we talk about Beer Paws, let's talk about you. Is Beer Paws a entrepreneurial idea that just happened to incorporate dogs, or were you already focused on dogs <laughs> and then... Beer paws came into the picture. So I, I'm definitely one of those people who's always been a dog person. I grew up in a small town, Beatrice, Nebraska, and I showed my dogs in 4-H at the county fair and the state fair. Grew up with a miniature Schnauzer and a Rottweiler. That was lots of fun, and I was pretty focused on my dogs because I was raised as an only child in the house. So they were my siblings and my playmates, and that was lovely. So I carried that affection for dogs through my life, eventually got in my mid-20s, I guess, early mid-20s, a little dog showed up at a party I was throwing. I was living in St. Joseph, Missouri at the time and working for the newspaper, and this little miniature pincher just shows up. Crashes and I have, the party. Yeah, I have like a roof, a, it was a rooftop party, there's all kinds of people, and he was running around in the parking lot. Eventually, I ended up in an elevator with a neighbor and I said, well, I, my roommate's dog is gone for the weekend, so I'll help figure out where he goes. So, you know, he ate some potato chips and partied with us all night. And long story short, that Scooby, uh, who I like to refer to as the original drinking buddy. Mm -hmm. So I had him for a number of years. He moved along with me to Kansas City and endured lots of uh, mid 
mid twenties heartbreaks and dramas mm-hmm. and things like that. And was you probably needed him there. I did very much need him. And he was small enough to take everywhere. He went to work with me at the alternative newspaper, the pitch where I was working in Kansas city. So we were inseparable. And while I had him, it all started with a blog called life with a little dog. And then that eventually morphed into a blog called waywarddogs.com because by that time there was more dogs in my house and I was living in Waldo near the trolley trail and kept happening upon lost dogs and stray dogs and getting them back to their owners or getting them into a rescue program or something. So I started cataloging those experiences in a website, a blog, and also writing about different pet products and things that I would review, you know, blogger stuff. And eventually, because by this time I was also working in the promotional products world and blogging for staples about building small businesses, these things kind of coalesced for me. And it occurred to me that I had a little bit of a following on my Wayward Dogs blog. And at that point, I should consider some sort of monetizing or do something to offer goods or services or ways to donate something to my readers, my followers on that blog. And somewhere in there, Beer Paws was born. That all started with a a bottle opener to put on your dog's collar because it seemed like an accessory, a pet accessory that men and women could get behind and it was functional. (laughs) I have a Beer Paws (laughs) collar bottle opener on the counter upstairs. Love it. As we speak. (laughs) Most people in Kansas City have probably heard of Beer Paws. How far has Beer Paws expanded? Or self-distributed. So everything is is baked and packaged in the Kansas City area and shipped out of the same facility where it's baked, the dog treats anyway. And so we distribute throughout the country. We've got stores that carry the products and breweries all over. I did recently. We have made our first shipments. We had some orders from some pet boutiques in Canada and actually in Bermuda. So that was, that was kind of exciting. And I get hit up, you know, all the time from different outlets. I'm hoping in, in different countries and stuff. And I'm hoping over the next year or two years, um, as we continue to refine things to that, you know, someday I'd like to dip my toe in the water of taking the brand a little bit beyond the borders. But the United States has a lot of dog lovers in it. <laughs> well, so, yeah, you yeah. <laughs> haven't exhausted this market oh, yet. Oh my gosh, not not even not even remotely. Well, for our listeners who don't know what Beer Paws is, sure. that's not just a marketing label that you came up with a name after doing focus groups. Right. It's reflective of what the product is. So tell us a little bit more about what is Beer Paws. Absolutely. So as I mentioned, the very first product that Beer Paws began offering um, was a bottle opener that goes on your dog's collar. It's just a simple round button style bottle opener. Looks like a button that you might wear on your Flare. on your chest. Yeah, but it's it's got a, a, a like split ring or key ring so you can put it on your keychain or on the dog. And from there, I started uh, initially offering them, you know, it's always comes back to a drinking holiday or something. Um, the first time I ever sold those bottle openers to the public was at a Cinco de Mayo pet event. Seemed appropriate. Mm -hmm. And immediately I got positive responses. I'm like, that's really fun. You know, what, uh, what else can you do with dogs and drinking? So I headed back to the drawing board and just kept researching and coming up with ideas. We put out some easy swag with the logo on it. And Uh, then. Well, when you came up with the bottle opener. Uh Uh-huh. That was a good idea. 
like people like beer and people like dogs. And this is a Venn diagram with a lot of overlap. Exactly. Were you anticipating that this would be the start of something or did you think, well, this is it. We've, we've come up with this and maybe we'll do something else under a different right. brand. Or did you think there is a lifestyle brand here with beer paws? How can we expand beer paws? So initially, I think way back then, I think that I just thought I was going to have this cool little bottle opener. And, and then I get thought, on with your life. I thought the idea of a beer paw, because it was round and it had just, a, at the time, it only had a paw print on mm-hmm. it. And I thought that that would just be a fun item. You know, maybe down the road, we would have different styles of bottle opener. And I, I did experiment with that. But it was very quickly, I realized that there was there was more opportunity for a lifestyle brand. Because when I went back to that drawing board to figure out what else I could do with dogs and drinking theme, that's when I started to learn more about home brewing and craft brewing and realized that there was an opportunity to take the spent grains from home brewers and commercial breweries and turn that potential waste product mm-hmm. into a healthy dog treat. And so as I started making these connections within the home brewing and the commercial brewing community, that's when I started to realize that there was definitely an opportunity for a lifestyle brand there. And it certainly helped that I was working for a promotional products company at the time. And my brain was always spinning Mm -hmm. about building small businesses and ways to do that and figuring out your target audience and all that stuff. So I felt like I had a little bit of nerdy stuff going on in my brain as like nerdy businessy and also this like big old heart beating for puppies. Well, there's a potential for a lot of synergy there mm-hmm. with the brewers that, yeah, they want to get rid of this waste in a responsible way. So, wow, if we can repurpose it, that's great. But also that gives them publicity. They yes. can say we supply to beer paws and you can go to events that have dogs, whether it's a Cinco de Mayo or a St. Patrick's Day or a charity event at KC Pet Project or Bar K. There's so many connections that are available for something that seems so simple. And where I really, from the events side of things, which was a really, up until this year, events have been a really big part of Beer Paws marketing, promotion, and revenue. And where I really dug in, was at beer festivals. That has always been the sweet spot for beer paws. There's usually not a whole lot of other vendors there because it doesn't make sense for there to be a lot there. Mm-hmm. You're competing with people giving away beer. Right, right. <laughs> everyone has everyone has bought their kind of expensive ticket to get mm-hmm. in that day. And so they're feeling good because they feel like they're getting quote unquote free drinks yeah. all day, right? Yeah, I'm not here to buy something. Yeah. I'm here to sample all of this beer. And most of the beer festivals don't allow dogs. Some of the outdoor ones do, and that's always really cool. So over the course of the day of the, you know, the three to six hours, depending on what the festival is, people would come by our tent and they would love to check out our products and they miss their dogs mm-hmm. and they feel bad they left their dogs at home. And it's just Super, you'll never super grow, fun. You'll never go broke uh, <laughs> capitalizing on people's guilt. I know, right? <laughs> Sometimes I feel a little guilty about that myself, but not really. It's it's all it's all in the name of a uh, capitalism. Yeah, and, and for the love of good times with good mm-hmm. dogs is our company slogan. So, <laughs> and your profits also help dogs. Yes, yes. So as much as we can, we kick back donations, in kind products a lot, and cash donations whenever possible. So that that goes back to you know my original vision with the company, and 
all about all about helping the doggies. Are there any products in the pipeline that you're working on that you can tell us about, or is everything top secret? So, as far as new products go, everything is a little bit on hold right now because there's a whole lot of changes going on in my personal life that are resulting in some shifts within my company. So right now, the biggest things happening are in a month or so, maybe less because we're blowing through dog beer. We're getting into holiday season. Mm -hmm. And so my products are uh, novel. So beer for dogs is a novel fun gift. Um, Stocking stuffers for dogs, gift baskets for dogs. When do you get the dog that has everything? Exactly. Or the... uh, the guy dog lover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, we've been updating packaging and that's been really exciting for me because some of the packaging that we've had has been the same for a number of years. And it took a long time for me to like upgrade from little paper bags of dog biscuits to a resealable stand up pouch. And then that was kind of a, a, a really plain design for mm-hmm. a long time. And just a couple of months ago, we changed that design up entirely to be more colorful and reflective of the brand colors. I have a paw print camo and my Jeep is wrapped in the paw print camo as well. It's a whole brand experience over here. And so our doggy beers are actually going to have a new bottle coming out in time for holiday. That's a white bottle with a red design on it. And we are going to have over the next few months, different doggies represented on those labels. And I'm really excited about that, that people will be able to go learn about those dogs. And some of them may represent organizations. Some of them may just be really popular, like influencer dogs. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm excited about that opportunity to get just more connections and to bring people to the website. They get this fun gift in a stocking, but maybe they're fascinated. And so they can click more and learn about the cute dog on the label and what organization he came from or something like that. Well, it sounds like Beer Paws is at an exciting stage of development for you because with a startup, there's that phase where you're making decisions based on these are the resources available as far as time and budget. So I can't put a lot of time into figuring out the best packaging. It's what's the best packaging I can afford or what's available because I just got orders and (laughs) what can I get in the next three weeks? It sounds like you're at a point now where you have your product lines, even though you're expanding, you have sort of the core product line. Yes. And you can think about, okay, let's really refine our image, refine our packaging, Mm -hmm. figuring out what are some overlooked distribution networks and take that next leap in growth. Yes, and that's definitely what I'm trying to do. The little twist here is making sure that we can produce at the level (laughs) that I would like to grow it to. So that's Well, we've all had a favorite restaurant that we got excited when they opened the second location or they expanded the original location, and then a year later, all the locations close. Yes, and what's been interesting for me is, so I started Beer Paws in 2013, and up until almost exactly one year ago, was producing everything out of my house, (laughs) which was crazy on great big commercial ovens. And it was insane. And it was amazing how much we could actually crank out of that house. Mm -hmm. And so um, last year, I partnered up with Barkville Bakery, which is another local dog treat company here in the Kansas City area, because Kayla of Barkville Bakery also was producing her treats out of her home and wanted to move 
out of her home into a commercial space. And we figured out that if we kind of co-opt it, then we could share a facility because mm-hmm. I had all those big commercial ovens and stuff like that. <laughs> and neither one of you is baking 24 hours a day. Exactly. Exactly. And so then I knew that there's some things going on in my life had been planning a move for a couple of years. And so I wanted to get partnered up and find kind of a co-op situation anyway, where I could step back from baking and not be covered in flour all the time or... Because you've got the baking figured out and you didn't come to this as a baker. You came to this as PR, marketing, Mm -hmm. uh, demographics, understanding messaging to be able to focus on that. Right. And I'm really excited to be at this point where we have a great local mother-daughter team in the Kansas City area as well that's able to produce my doggy beer for me so that I also don't have to be the one stirring that brew and doing that. And so I'm really excited to be able to have, um, you know, it's it's the first step of scaling in a way Mm -hmm. to getting myself to step back and be where I want to be, which is looking at the big picture and growing things and getting more eyes on what we're doing. As a startup, you're either an individual or a small team Mm -hmm. that does things out of necessity. There's a job that has to be done and there's two of us or three of us. Someone's got to do it. Right. Wear all the hats all the time. Being able to let go and trust someone else to do those things that you've been doing since inception has to be really hard. Yeah, it can be really terrifying. And you know, it's weird to say this because I know it's not been this experience for everyone, but there are ways in which the whole COVID shutdown this year has been a blessing for me because, as I mentioned, events were such a big part of the Beer Paws business model. There were weekends when we would have six events going on between Kansas City, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Nebraska, and sometimes four of those events were just in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So I was stretched really thin, working as many of those events as possible on my own, but then also making sure that there was products sent out to people who wanted to rep the brand and those mm-hmm. other markets and things. And even though there was a lot of activity happening on those weekends, it wasn't always, you know, there, uh, there's hefty event fees a lot of times and you don't know what your turnout is mm-hmm. going to be. And things like that. So sometimes those were great weekends. And a lot of times... You geared up for a weekend, put all your focus on that, and then the weather is awful. Exactly. And it was a lot of fun. I still, I mean, I treasure my memories, especially at some of the really big events like Great American Beer Festival in Colorado. I will always treasure those and hope maybe to do that again someday. But Well, in the age of COVID, and we've talked about this with a few different guests, starting with Labe Dodal... Yeah. And an interview with Bar K, one of our first COVID-focused episodes, that once they sort of stepped back from the negative impact that that was going to have on Bar K right. because they had to close, but then he saw the opportunity for, we've been so busy running this place. Yes. Here's a chance for leadership to focus on what is it we're trying to do? Yeah. And these cities we're trying to expand, what's the best way to do that? What are events and opportunities and challenges that could be faced with a clear mind and all of our attention instead of, okay, we've got to take care of this because we have free time on Wednesday morning. Let's do that. It's like, no, you've got a lot of free time. 
let's get stuff figured out. Let's take advantage of this yes. instead of just mope about, oh, we had to close the doors. Exactly. And you get lost. You, you, I was very lost for a couple of years, at least, really in that manic phase of registering for every event. And I would travel really far to the East Coast for events as well. Like It was very hectic and very manic. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. I love doing events. I like that is at the core and my f- like my grandma still sells antiques at weekend craft fairs and stuff. So I think it's just in my blood that mm-hmm. I love that experience. But it took COVID yanking that out from under me, that rug of, well, that's my security cushion. Mm-hmm. We had a pretty I can't strong, stop doing this. This is right. what's made us a success. I can't. Right. I that. can't. What, but what will people do if there's a beer festival and beer pause isn't there? Mm-hmm. Like, so I had to stop that and focus. So I've always been very focused on the wholesale side of beer pause and, and making those partnerships with breweries and trying to get into other types of retailers. But with no events, I had to focus really hard on wholesale. And of course, the direct to consumer, because during COVID for a while, there wasn't a lot of wholesale happening Mm -hmm. either. But yeah, it, it gave me that time to breathe And just like Labe said, to kind of refocus Mm -hmm. and figure out what is my true mission with this. And if I really want to make this move and have some other personal things, make room for more than just beer pause in my life, Mm -hmm. something needs to change about the business model. And so I, in that way, I, I do believe that the, the COVID shutdown was, was a little blessing for me on that level. It's ultimately going to make beer pause better and allow you to find a balance that suits you. And to be candid, people can't see me right now, but I've got a big, a pretty big baby bump going right now. Mm -hmm. And I've been open about it. We've had some troubles getting pregnant over the past couple of years. And I, I think a lot of that probably is due to the amount of stress I was putting on myself to work so hard around the clock mm-hmm. and be lifting heavy stuff all the time and working in your body knows temperatures what it handles even if you don't yes and so everything is kind of kind of i feel like moving in a direction for me personally that is healthier and i think will be better for my brand in the long run because i you know it's not going to work if it's just a one woman show forever it can mm-hmm. only go so far <laughs> Yeah, you have to have somebody share the load if it's going to grow. You can't carry that load by yourself and keep adding to the load. And what's been really fun about sharing that load, too, is working alongside um, with Kayla from Barkfield Bakery because she started her company a few years after mine. She hasn't been going quite as long. And so I can also share my learnings with her. And we, you know, I learn a lot from her as well. Mm -hmm. But but I've find that very fulfilling too, to be able to work with someone and learn from each other and be like, oh, hey, I can see you're approaching this stage in your business. When I was there, here are some things I did that maybe I wish I wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you don't have to do what I say, yeah. but here's my experience. Yeah, if, going in yeah, blind. if yeah. that helps, if that helps you, like here, <laughs> so I've got some tips. <laughs> well, I want to circle back to something you mentioned a little bit ago, doggy beer. Yes. <laughs> Not all of our listeners know what doggy beer is. Some of our listeners might be concerned about alcohol content right? and, and giving their dog <laughs> anything that uh, it might not be good for them. Tell of us course. what doggy beer is. So when I started adding more products from that initial bottle opener, the doggy biscuits, the, the we called them beer biscuits, was the first thing I started doing. 
and those are made with the spent grains from the breweries. And there's no alcohol in those beer biscuits because we pick up the grains pre-fermentation and also pre-hops. Hops can be toxic for dogs. So um, those spent grains are pretty high in protein and fiber. And so that's a healthy ingredient that comes directly from the breweries that we use to make our beer biscuits. And of course, you can't have a company called Beer Paws, I soon began to realize, unless you offer a beer. Because so, everyone's coming to your booth at these events saying, do you have beer for dogs? Oh, yeah. Well, and at the beer festivals, they come up with their tasting glass, and mm-hmm. they think we're going to give them a pour of something. Yeah. So not the first to do doggy beer. There was some dog beer on the market back in 2013 when I started doing this. But I just wanted to come up with a liquid treat for the dogs that we could call a beer, and that would include an ingredient that actually related to beer in some way. So for... Beer paws doggy yeah, beer. You could just take water, add coloring, and say, here's doggy beer. Exactly, exactly. And there's some on the market that do that, and that's okay. It probably tastes delicious to the dog no matter what. But we use a malt extract, and I use the same malt extract that a lot of home brewers will use. And so it's going to give the doggy beer a slightly sweet, malty flavor. And then we add in some beef, like beef soup flavorings and things like that. So it's super yummy. From the get-go, that liquid product has been a hit with older and finicky dogs. I had that, um, my little miniature pincher Scooby Mm -hmm. that I mentioned earlier, he was still with me at the time. And so we would use that dog beer to pour it over his food as he got older. That's what I was thinking. Yep, to to get him to eat better. It's a little softer, has a little more interesting flavor profile. And I get that feedback all the time from folks who have a hospice dog or just an older dog and they find that the dog beer is one of the things that can help them eat. And then, of course, we have tons of people who order the doggy beer for their dog's birthdays and things like that. And they serve it on tap at Bar K, which is fun. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, you can yeah. sample it there and mm-hmm. then go get yourself a, a six-pack of doggy beer for your dog. Anything else you want to share with our listeners before we sign off, Crystal? You know, be safe out there. Hug your doggies. Give them lots of love because... You just never know really how long you have with them. So, And every moment with that dog is precious. And as we often say on the show, be the person your dog thinks you are. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for taking time out of your day, which obviously is very busy. You've got a lot going on and sharing the story of Crystal Weeby and Beer Paws. Thank you. I'm Phil Hatterman, and you've been listening to Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Thank you to Crystal Weeby from Beer Paws. For more information, go to beerpaws.com. A link is in the description. Next time on Dog Words, Asia James and Sunday Shelton will tell us about the Black Dog Lovers Club of Kansas City. It's a great idea that I hope inspires other great ideas, and it might not be exactly what you think it is. Make a difference in a shelter dog's life by purchasing one of our We Save Each Other t-shirts at bonfire.com. The link is in the episode description. All proceeds go towards supporting our mission to help senior and harder-to-adopt dogs have a better life. Thank you to Alternative String Duo The Wires, featuring cellist Sasha Groshong and violinist Laurel Morgan Parks, for playing the wonderful music you've heard on today's and previous episodes of Dog Words. Learn more about The Wires at thewires.info and download their music on iTunes. Check out FiddleLife.com and learn to play fiddle and cello fiddle online from Laurel and Sasha, even if you've never played before. 
Use the link in the episode description to see their underground virtual concert series schedule. Purchase a single concert or buy the series ticket and receive a digital download of their holiday album. As always, please download, subscribe, rate, and share dog words. This helps us with sponsorships, then Rosie Fund can help more dogs. Send us your comments, questions, and suggestions, including letting us know what topics and guests you like, at rosiefund.org, and let us know if you would like to be a sponsor of the Dog Words Podcast. Thank you for listening, and remember, we save each other.